This is Brandon Kinnig with the Two Men in the Middle Minute Pod this week. And I'm starting a new segment that I like to call Across the Pond, where I comment on geopolitical and geostrategic events that impact and shape U.S. foreign policy, as well as impact our allies around the globe. And to kick it off this week, I want to start with a major event that I feel was underreported and underrepresented in the media earlier this month. There's a lot going on domestically here in the United States with Trump's indictment, uh, other things happening um, internationally that warrant attention. But what received very little attention was the addition of NATO, addition of Finland to NATO earlier this month on April 7th. The flag of Finland was raised along with the uh, 30 other member states of NATO at the Brussels, Belgium headquarters. Finland is officially the 31st country to join NATO. And this is extremely significant for a number of reasons, uh, not least of which this would have never happened most likely if Russia had not invaded Ukraine. The invasion of Ukraine is what precipitated a change, a dramatic change in Finnish public opinion on NATO. And uh, unlike many other member states that have joined NATO since the fall of Soviet communism in 1991, Finland's accession into NATO is a earthquake shattering uh, everything around it because it has much more impact globally for the member alliance. And I think to understand why, I'm going to go ahead and quote Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who said, we are confident Finland's membership will strengthen our collective defense and enhance our ability to respond to security challenges in the Euro-Atlantic area. Russia's further invasion into Ukraine last year precipitated the very thing President Putin wanted to avoid, a stronger, more unified transatlantic alliance. So let's back up. If you recall, Putin had two reasons for invading Ukraine that he put forward. The first one is he claimed that Ukraine was not officially a political state. It was not a country, which of course is ridiculous and false. Ukraine has long had a national identity uh, that even prior to uh, Ukraine becoming an independent state uh, in 1991 after the fall of the Soviet bloc. And then the second reason that Putin gave was he wanted to halt the expansion of the NATO alliance. And uh, ironically, invading Ukraine only strengthened the alliance and has now caused two countries to reassess their neutrality, Finland, which is now part of NATO, and Sweden, which is trying to gain entry into NATO. The reason that Finland's entry into NATO is so significant is that Finland shares an 830-mile border with Russia. It's one of the largest land borders in Europe. And because of that border, Finland has always been vulnerable to invasion from Russia and uh, has been invaded numerous times by Russia throughout history. The first invasion occurred in 1809. And uh, well, I should back up and say um, Russia invaded uh, and kept control um, in 1809 and um, held control for a couple of uh, hundred years. and. Finland never uh, gained its independence um, until just before World War I. It fought Russia during the First World War, 
fought Russia again in World War II, and, and during the Second World War is when Finland actually was able to, uh, was invaded again by Russia um, and uh, was able to repel that invasion, uh, which was uh, extremely um, significant. And since that time, Finland has tried to not rock the boat. They've had an official policy of neutrality, which is why they uh, have never sought to join NATO until now, uh, because uh, they didn't want to spark further Russian aggression. In addition to the 830-mile border uh, that Finland has with Russia, which it will now bolster, uh, Finland also has a... Uh, population of about 280,000 soldiers that it can mobilize. That is extremely large for a land army, uh, if you consider that their population is only about 5.5 million. And they've steadily increased their spending on defense. Just as recently as 2019, only 1.35% of their GDP was spent on defense, and they're projected to spend 2.25% uh, in 2023, which will rank them um, in the top tier of uh, top uh, 10 of NATO member states. So for uh, that reason, um, this is a, an extremely significant move when you consider that Finland was once a country part of the Russian Empire. They lost 10% of their territory. Um, in World War II and what was called the Winter War of 1939 to 1940, they never regained that, but they're still, they still have that long and very lengthy border with Russia. And it will completely reset the geopolitical balance and the strategic realignment throughout Europe because Finland also has a number of ports um, that uh, can be utilized by fellow member and NATO member countries, as well as airspace and sea lanes that can be leveraged. So there's a lot just in terms of resources uh, that are going to be added to uh, NATO's capabilities uh, with the addition of Finland. And it's also, I think, very striking and something to remember, too, that uh, Finland, as recently as um, a couple of years ago, there was only 25% support, public support for uh, Finland joining NATO. And that public perception changed dramatically in the wake of the invasion of Ukraine because Finland realized that its long-standing sta policy of neutrality um, would have to change, that Russia can no longer be trusted. Russia had said numerous times it would never invade Ukraine. And if you recall, um, there was actually a treaty that Russia signed with um, uh, Ukraine after the fall of the Soviet bloc in 1991, promising that they would not invade um, if uh, Ukraine gave up its nuclear arsenal, which it did. And of course, Russia has completely reneged on that promise. So you, Finland is looking at this and they know that Russia cannot be trusted and that they're going to have to completely uh, overhaul their entire foreign policy um, and their um, defense policy as well. And so that's what they've done. And support now for joining NATO is over 80% of the Finnish population, which is just a dramatic change, a sea change in public perception. And that's really why this is a BFD. I mean, it, this is really a BFD in the grand scheme of things 
more significant, more important than any other country joining NATO, especially against the backdrop of Russia's invasion of Ukraine with Putin's stated goal of trying to prevent NATO expansion. And not only does he not prevent it, uh, he causes probably one of the most significant uh, countries in terms of geostrategic positioning to uh, join NATO. The other thing to remember here, too, is that Finland's position as a Scandinavian Nordic nation is also significant because right below Finland, you have the Baltic states of Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia, which are very small states bordered by Russia under constant threat of, uh, of invasion and, and harm and interference by the Russian empire. And having a NATO country now, a very large NATO country with plenty of military and defense resources right above them, those three states, Baltic states, can breathe a little bit easier uh, because, again, they have air reinforcement now as well as sea reinforcement that did not exist uh, prior to Finland joining the, uh, the NATO bloc. And again, I feel like every so often we have to relitigate, reemphasize the importance of NATO and tell that story. NATO was formed in 1949 by 12 countries, the US, Canada, and several Western European nations. The entire purpose of NATO was to guarantee collective security against the Soviet Union. And then after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, uh, more countries joined the alliance, including Poland, um, several Eastern Bloc countries, and the alliance more than doubled in size at that point. And so the question that many people have is, why is NATO relevant if the Soviet Union fell? Well, there was still that realization that they wanted to prevent war and uh, ensure that this uh, coalition of democracies would be able to form a joint defense pact. We saw what happened in World War I, World War II, the effects of the Cold War. So the goal here was to guarantee the freedom and security of its member nations through political and military means. At the heart of that is Article 5, which basically states that an attack on one member is an attack on all. That article of the NATO Charter compels all members to come together and to to the support of a member that is attacked and to help defend that member. That article is key to preventing aggression, uh, particularly right now uh, by Putin, because it's a defense pact that is so solid that um, it is it does serve as a deterrent. And uh, if you want to just, again, reemphasize why that matters, um, that Article 5 has actually been invoked. It was invoked for the first time uh, in the aftermath of 9-11 when the United States was just uh, faced the worst terrorist attacks on its soil, um, worst terror attacks in domestic history. Article 5 of NATO was invoked. Uh, and um, NATO countries came to the support of the United States. That support became crucial in the war in Afghanistan when Taliban uh, hideouts were bombed. Uh, NATO countries took part in those uh, campaigns, especially those ground campaigns, and um, served to reinforce the mission of the United States and to create unity um, and a, a coalition um, 
to root out those terrorists. Um, it would have been a much more difficult proposition if the United States had gone alone without the support of its allies, and NATO made that support possible. So again, um, that's uh, the relevance of NATO continues now into the 21st century. Um, and again, just because we no longer have the USSR, we still have threats to democratic peace and global stability. And those threats now um, have just shifted and changed. We have those in the form of uh, major powers like Russia and China, which seek to dominate and to expand their territorial influence from an authoritarian perspective, um, despotic uh, rogue regimes like North Korea and Iran. And uh, it is still as vital as ever for um, Western democracies to band together and to support those common ideals that uh, they have had to defend now in two world wars and in a cold, cold war. So that, uh, so again, I think we need to take some time to just reflect on the significance of Finland joining NATO. Sweden is also attempting to join. There's going to be some difficulty there because Turkey is objecting to Sweden's uh, entry until Sweden uh, uh, accommodates some of the issues that uh, Turkey has with supporters of um, the Kurdish militia, militias in uh, Turkey. Um, so there's some domestic issues there that have to be sorted out, but Sweden will also likely join um, at some point in the future, which that will also be significant, but not as significant as, as Finland due to its uh, geostrategic position um, in Northern Europe. It's a very lengthy border with Russia, the pressure it puts on Russia, um, its military and defense resources, its ports, uh, and the ability to defend the Baltic states just to the south. So that has been um, the Minipod this week um, on Finland joining NATO. Hope you enjoyed that and uh, more to come when we have our uh, regular Two Men in the Middle pod uh, coming up shortly. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Two Men in the Middle. Make sure to give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our website at twomeninthemiddle.com. Drop us an email at twomeninthemiddle at gmail.com or tweet at us at Two Men in the Middle. We'll see you next week.